Thanks for checking out our Legacy Church podcast. We know you'll be blessed and encouraged. Now here's today's message. Today I want to talk about living your destiny. God has a destiny for your life. God knows you. He knows you by name. You will someday face him and he'll call you by name. About time you got here, Joe. Sally, we've been waiting for you. But God knows you. In the book of Psalm 139, 16, it says, You saw me before I was born and scheduled each day of my life before I began to breathe. Every day was recorded in your book. Jeremiah 1, 5. Before I formed you in the womb... I knew you. That a powerful scripture. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. And the prophet Jeremiah speaking to Samuel, he says, I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. See, God has a calling. God has an appointing for every person that's on this earth. Acts 17, 26 The Bible says, from one man he made every nation, and he determined the time set for them and the exact places where they should live. If you're here in Rhode Island, you get mad at God because he put you here. He determines where you should live. You know, my son is always trying to convince us to move to Nashville, Tennessee, he says, Dad, it's so great down here. So many Christians and so many churches. People pray at, at every breakfast table, every lunch table. It's so great down here. You need to come here. And I said, well, who's going to get Rhode Island saved? Come on. Who's going to bring good news to an area that really, really needs good news? So you can blame God for where you're at. But God has a destiny. He has a dream for you. He really does. He cares about you. He has hopes and plans for you. He has a destiny for every person. You would not be here if God didn't have a destiny for you. Your life is so precious. Life is so precious that every single one of you fought against 250 million sperm to make it. When everyone was quitting, you kept swimming. You kept going. You kept going. And you made it. Let me tell you, I applaud you if you're here this morning. Come on. You made it. You made it. You had a one in 250 million chance of making it and you made it. Let me tell you, God has a plan for you. God has a destiny for you. God has a purpose for you. Anyone win the mega million? Shucks. Does anyone know the person who won? Tell them we need to buy a church building. But the odds of winning the mega million is one in 300 million. So that's about your odds of being here and you're here. There is no one that's a mistake. 
God does not make mistakes. There's no one that's an accident. You're here, you're not an accident. There's no one that was born at the wrong time, wrong place. You know, you hear people say, I should have been born in this century or that century. Not true. God puts you in a certain place at a certain time for a certain purpose. God has a destiny for your life. God has a purpose for your life. God has a plan for your life. See, there may be illegitimate parents, but there are no, there's no such thing as illegitimate children. You are God's child first. Like the Bible says, call no man father, but your father in heaven. He values you. He has a destiny and purpose for your life. See, God will work in the midst of brokenness. He works even through sin. He works through mistakes that people make. But you are not a mistake. No one that's born into this world is a mistake. No one is an accident. God has a destiny, a divine plan for your life. When I had turned age 16, my grandparents had come from Italy and uh, we had a giant party. I think it was around age 16, 17, I forget. And we had a giant party. And uh, some news came out that was hidden for half a century that no one knew about. And the news was that my grandfather was labeled an illegitimate child. And he grew up with that marking upon him because his natural birth parents were very young when they had him and the families were feuding and, and, um, and because the, his mom, his natural mom and natural dad were so young, they would not allow them to get married. And they gave my grandparent as a child, a baby, to the States. And so it was in Italy. And so that was very disgraceful. It was very shameful. And so my grandfather was a ward of the state and we learned that my last name, Termali, was not part of our natural lineage. My name was given to my grandfather by the state. So the name Termali comes from the state, from Italy, the government. And so my grandfather grew up, he ended up being adopted, but he grew up with this stigma upon him that he was a mistake. But my father told me a story of when Italy was being bombarded and they had to leave their home and to survive, they would go hide up in the mountains. So my grandparents took the five children, including my father, and they went and they, they hid in this barn way up in the mountains. And my dad said every night they would gather as a family in one section of the barn. There was two rooms. And there were refugees everywhere. So, you know, all different people would come and, and sleep together just to survive. And they would stay in this one section of the barn every night. That's where they made their little home while there's all this bombardment going on in the cities. And one night, my grandfather's says to his family, tonight I feel that we need to sleep in this other room of the barn, which they had never slept there. 
And so he takes his family and they huddle and they, you know, they, to stay warm, they all sleep together in the corner. They move from one room to the other. And that night, there was an aerial bombardment. And the place where they typically sleep, they, they got bombed and, and giant boulders came and crushed that whole section of the barn. And my father says, if my grandfather did not move us that night, we'd all be dead. We wouldn't be here. And I think about that story. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me when my dad was telling me that story. Holy Spirit said, I kept your family alive because I have a destiny and legacy for your lineage. And that's why you're here today. See, God spoke to my grandfather. God will speak to you. And important times in your life, God will come and speak to you. Will you listen to him? Because he is directing your path and he has a plan, a purpose, a destiny for your life. And God is always working in your life to fulfill his destiny. Because you are his child. You are important to him. He knew you before you were in your mother's womb. He has a plan for your life. See, when you are living in God's destiny, you will see God moving in your life. You'll just see it. You'll know, that, oh, how'd this happen? How'd that happen? How'd I get this job? How'd this happen? God is moving in your life because he's working out his destiny. doesn't mean that life won't, will, won't be hard at times. It doesn't mean you'll go through life without some scars. You know, the Apostle Paul said, I, have, I fought the good fight. Life is a fight. You have to fight through it. When we look at Scripture, we see one incredible story after another. We see the story of Joseph, who had a destiny on his life, yet he was betrayed by his brothers, left for dead, ends up being a slave, imprisoned, falsely charged, but he was living in the destiny of God and, and everything that went wrong in his life, the tragedies of his life, God was using to fulfill his calling upon Joseph's life. And we know that Joseph ends up being second in command of all of Egypt and he saved his, the, the nation of Israel because he had control of the food source. But in all the tragedies, God had a plan for Joseph. And when I look at people's lives, lives, I see that many times it's the greatest challenges that you'll face that will lead you to your destiny. There are people in this church that God used prison to bring them to salvation. There are people in this church that God used addiction to give them a ministry to bring freedom to other addicts. We even know that, that AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, was started by, by two alcoholics. Doctor, they call him Dr. Bobby, I guess he was a doctor, and, and uh, the other guy was Bill W. But God will use even the biggest mistakes that you may make in life 
with God. With God. Let me say this again. With God. God will turn what the devil means for evil for the good of those who love him. With God. Your greatest challenges will be your greatest testimonies. So I want to give us today three keys to living your God-given destiny. Three keys to living your God-given destiny. I encourage you to take notes. We're a note-taking, teaching church. Psalm 84.4 says, Blessed are those who dwell in your house. The first key is center your life around God and his house. Center your life around God and his house. Because the Bible says, blessed, God blesses those who dwell in his house. The word dwell means to live in, to have a vested interest in. It does not mean to visit, to pass through, to attend from time to time to listen to a podcast. You want your life blessed? The Bible says, blessed are those who dwell in your house. I look at the history of our church and I see destiny all over it. I see the favor of God all over it over the past 30 plus years. It's filled with God's favor. Lives have been saved, marriages have been healed, Children taught about the Heavenly Father, youth saved from a, a, a despondent, evil world and, and finding their calling in Christ. And you see the goodness of God all over the church. But the reason is the church is filled with people who have put God first and the house of God first in their lives. And that's the magic formula. Because God says... Blessed are those who dwell in his house. You know, from a retail store with 11 people, small group of people worshiping, to thousands upon thousands in two different states. How does that happen? The blessing of God comes because there are people who have devoted themselves to Jesus Christ. There are people who have put God first in their lives and put the house of God first in their lives. There are people that dwell in the house of the Lord. You know, people come to your house because you live there, not because you visit there. People come to your house because you live there. Genesis 1.1 says, In the beginning, God... In the beginning, God. For the destiny of God to happen in your life, for the favor of God to be upon your life, even in the ups and the downs, the valleys and the mountaintops, in the beginning, God. God has to be first. God has to be the beginning of every aspect of your life. Your relationships. God better be in it if you want the blessing. Your marriage, Jesus better be first. 
Your finances. I want my finances blessed. I want my job blessed. You better put Jesus first. Because that's what the Bible says. In the beginning, God, Matthew 6, Jesus said, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. If you want your home blessed, Jesus first. Want your marriage blessed, your finances blessed. If you want your mind blessed, your emotions blessed, your spirit blessed, Jesus first. Jesus first. Some people actually miss God's destiny. You know, that'd be a question, a good question that I would ask. You know, can people miss God's destiny? Yes. I would say Adam and Eve miss God's destiny. Wouldn't you? But God still so loved them that he would give up his son for them and for us. But they certainly messed up. You look at the story of Jacob and Esau. Esau gave up his destiny, his birthright, the blessing of his father, the inheritance of his father. He gave it up for a bowl of lentils. Now, let me tell you, my, my wife makes great lentil soup, okay? But to give up your birthright, to give up your inheritance, to give up the destiny of God in your life for something that's so temporal, and we read that story and we say, well, he was an idiot. Some of you nice people maybe would not use that word. But man, he was stupid. Oh, you wouldn't use that word either. Is there any other words we can use? He was dumb. No, that's not a good word either. But he certainly messed up. He certainly messed up for a temporal pleasure. And we look at Esau and we think we can never be him. We would never be that dumb. But yet, people make these decisions all the time. Giving up the best that God has for them for a temporal fix. A temporal es escapade with the secretary or with the pretty girl or with the handsome guy that sweeps you off your feet and you leave everything you know to be true for a temporal fix. A temporary satisfaction. I want to encourage young people and old people. Hold on to your purity. Hold on to your purity. Come on, you can clap for that. Clap for that. Parents, you should be teaching your kids this. I had a conversation yesterday with my daughter, you know. Says, you know, these are the conversations we're gonna have. I don't care how old she gets. You know, still reminder, hold on to your purity. Set boundaries. Don't make stupid decisions. Be careful, your flesh is wicked. Don't ever think you can't fall. How many thank God he's a merciful, forgiving God? Come on. <laughs> 
But see, the, con- the consequences of compromise can be very tragic. God is a redeeming God. His mercy is new every morning. But at the same time, we have to be honest and say there's consequences to our actions. You know, abortion, which is a horrific thing, God forgives. God will forgive you. And I pray that those who've had abortions, who've been forgiven by God, who know that God has cleansed them and forgiven them, would use their testimony to help other young people not to make the same mistakes. God will redeem our mistakes, you know. You don't have to live in shame, but, but there are consequences to our actions. Center your life around God and his house, especially in this world. If you want your destiny, what God's plan is for your life, you certainly need the help of the house of God, the help of the family of God. Number two, be diligent at what God puts your hands to do. Be diligent at what God puts your hands to do. Ecclesiastes 9.10, whatever your hands find to do, your hand finds to do, do it with all of your might. You know, I'm watching the signing going on here. I love that, because she's doing it with all of her might. You know, she's studying the night before, and, and she's getting ready, and she's doing it all of her might. I thank God that we have a church filled with people who are doing the work of the ministry with all their might. Come on. That's why the presence of God is here. That's why the church, God blesses the church with growth because he knows he can trust you, trust us, because we're serving him with all of our might. I thank God that, you know, we can call upon the guys of the church and say, hey, guys, we need, we need people to help set up. And guys come up and say, hey, I'll help, I'll help. We need people to break down, I'll help. I thank God that when we say, hey, we need women helping with the kids, that people raise their hand and say, I'll help, I'll help with youth. I thank God that every aspect of the church, that we have people who are diligent and doing it with all of their might. They're not complaining. They're not, you know, murmuring. They're saying, thank you, Jesus, you've given me something to do while I'm here in this earth. First Peter 4.10 says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others, to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. See, if you're working at Dunkin' Donuts, do it all your might. Make the perfect coffee. I love it when I drive up to Dunkin' Donuts and I can sense this person cares about what, what they're going to be giving me. And I love it when I get my coffee and I say, this person made the best coffee. I'm going to this Dunkin' Donuts from now on. If you're flipping hamburgers, you be the best flipping burger flipper. (laughs) You flip those hamburgers, you do it all your might. What does this have to do with destiny? Let me tell you a lot. 
God will use you. He'll shine upon you. Next thing you know, the manager is saying, let me tell you, I've never seen someone flip a burger that good. And God will use it for your destiny. I remember my son, Michael. He was, I don't know, 15, 16 years old. And he was working in the media department of our church. And we had a, a conference, an awakening conference. And, uh, and God TV had heard about the conference. It was, you know, our youth conferences were very powerful. And so God TV called and says, hey, can we come and put the conference on God TV? And so they came, they sent the executives and so forth. And one of the high-level executives who's been in the TV industry forever and knows all the big players, he worked with Michael, who was a young teenage boy. And he was so enamored by his excellence. He was so enamored by his commitment, his, his faithfulness. He was so enamored by his zeal. And he ends up telling my son, he said, Michael, if you ever, ever go into this as a career, you call me because I'll get you a job. And so years later, my son meets a girl in Nashville and uh, he's trying to decide, you know, is this going to be my wife? And so we said, hey, you're never going to know if you stay here. So he calls this guy and he says, I need a job. And the guy says, Michael, I'm going to call TBN and I'll help you. And because Michael did it with all of his might, this guy saw it and he ended up giving, getting my son a, a job at TBN and that unveiled his destiny. He's still working there, and TBN is, is one of the biggest organizations in the world that, that produces Christian television, and, and they touch the world with the gospel. And he gave him this job, and the job allowed him to marry the person that was part of his destiny because he did it with all of his might. I don't care where it is. Dunkin' Donuts, Chuck E. Cheese. I don't care where you're working. Do it with all your might. Do it unto the Lord, and God will fulfill his destiny in your life. People ask me all the time, so how would you end up, you know, being a pastor? Did you go to, did you go to seminary? And I say, you mean cemetery? No, I didn't go to cemetery. It wasn't part of my plan. I was the vice president of the bank. I was happy. I was doing my thing, and I was serving the Lord. I just served the Lord with all my might. I loved God. I loved people. I loved the word. I was respectful of the priesthood, honoring of leadership. I loved the church. I loved the mission. It certainly wasn't the money. But it was God's destiny. I just loved God with all my might. And, I, and all of a sudden, the Lord opens and shows you your destiny. Whatever you do, do it with all your might unto the Lord, and God will fulfill his destiny for you. See, life is like a forest. As you put God first, he makes the path 
for you to walk in, and that path leads you to your destiny. Life is like a forest. Thorns, briars, but as you put God first, he goes in front of you. And he says, follow me. Follow me. And he makes a path for you. And you just stay with Jesus. You just hide behind Jesus. I'm not leaving you. Hold on to me. There's, there's lions, tigers, and bears in these woods. And the Lord will lead you, make a way for you. And that will lead you on the road to your destiny and help you live the life that God has for you. And it's never too late. That's what I love about Jesus. You know, some of you say, it's too late for me. It's never too late. It's never too late. Young or old, God still has a destiny for your life. Number three, I'm going to ask the music ministry to come forward. Leave the meaningless and hurtful for the meaningful and beneficial. Let me say that again. Leave the meaningless and hurtful for the meaningful and beneficial. Philippians 3, 13. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. See, what drives your life? Are you carrying resentment, anger, fear, disappointment? Is the devil always controlling you by your past? Your destiny is too important to not forgive. Your destiny is too important to not let go of things that happened yesterday, last year, or what happened in your upbringing. Your destiny, your calling, your purpose is too important to not forgive those who've hurt you. Are you being driven by shame, guilt, condemnation? Your destiny is too important not to get right with God. Jesus says, confess your sins. He is faithful and just to forgive you. I'll tell you, one of the greatest deliverances that happen come through confession of sin. Many people come to the altar and many times I'll pray and say, hey, listen, you know, why are you here? Do you need to confess something? And once they confess, Pastor Ron, I'm struggling with pornography. Okay, pornography is a demon of hell. It's not you. God loves you. God has purity for your mind. God has freedom for you. Come on, let's, let's bind this thing. Let's pray against it. Come on, you don't have to live in shame. You don't have to live in hiding. You don't have to live as though you're the only one with the problem. Come on, let's, con let's confess, ask God for forgiveness. Let's bind this thing. Let's figure out what you need to do. You know, come on. Come on there's no shame. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. 
Psalm 32, 1 says, What happiness for those whose guilt has been forgiven. What joys when sins are covered over. What relief for those who have confessed their sins and God has cleared their record. Come on, do you need your record cleared? I know I need my cleared every day. Come on, I need a new record every day. Cleanse my record, Lord. Are you driven by a need for approval? Are you seeking approval from this world, from ungodly friends? Do you have to fit in with your workmates who are doing all kinds of crazy things? Do you have to kind of keep up with the Joneses? Proverbs 13, 7 says, a pretentious, showy life is an empty life. A plain, simple life is a full life. You don't need anyone's approval. You only need God's approval. You don't have to be someone you're not. You only need God's approval. Let go of the facade. Let go of the pride. Come on, you need peace. You need happiness. You need joy. God loves you. That's enough. Are you driven by materialism? Mark 8, 36, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? See, wealth is deceitful. Money is not a bad thing. I wish I had more of it. But money's not a bad thing. But when money starts mastering you, when money starts saying, I can't go to church, I got to go for money. I can't spend time with my kids. I have to work 80 hours a week. You are being mastered by a false god. You're being mastered by a false god who wants to steal your destiny. God first, church first. Blessed are those, come on, who are committed to Jesus first, who are in his house. Don't let false gods steal you of your destiny. Your destiny is way important than how much money you have. You know, there's something called the lottery curse. You should look it up. They studied people who win the lottery. It's like they're cursed. Their families break apart. Their marriages break apart. Their kids get all messed up. You think money's the solution? Be careful. Money's a false god. Only if you use it properly. And that's why God says, let me, let me, let me test you in this. Can you tithe? I can't tithe. Money's got control over you. You cast that thing off. Don't let money control you. Put Jesus first in your life. I'm closing. Sometimes meaningless things can rob you of your destiny. What do you mean by meaningless? Some people spend four, five, six hours playing video games. They don't get enough rest. They're playing video games. They're addicted to video games. They're surfing the web. They're surfing websites. They're on social media five, six, seven hours a day. They're fishing too much. They're golfing too much. There's a higher calling for you, Christian. Man of God, woman of God, people are going to hell 
this world is going to hell, God is calling us for a greater purpose, a greater destiny. Come on, find that purpose, find that destiny. Don't waste your life on meaningless things. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with family and friends. It helps so much. For more content with Legacy and to connect with us, go to LegacyChurchRI.com. The best is yet to come.